0: Visit SuccessfulNonprofits.com forward slash newsletter to sign up today. And now, friend, let me take you to the episode you've downloaded.
1: Welcome to the Successful Nonprofits podcast. My name is Lexi Linger, and I am your host for this episode. When you took a look at today's title, you might have recognized Rick Elmore's name from his former college and professional football days. What you might not know is that since then, Rick has developed his own technology for and founded his own robotics company. This company, Simply Noted, uses robots to write handwritten letters and cards on a massive, massive scale. And I know we're going to talk more about Simply Noted in just a moment, but I have to side note and say, The really neat thing about this company is that the robots actually hold pens. So when we're talking about mass-producing letters and cards, I'm not talking about using your computer's Bradley hand font and mass printing it in your office printer. I'm talking about robots that actually put real pen to real paper so your letters actually look handwritten. Now the reason I'm so excited Rick is here with us today is because we know that handwritten notes are a very effective tool for fundraising and friend raising but we also know that most nonprofit executives and development teams do not have the time to sit around and write a whole bunch of handwritten letters and cards. So I am so excited to learn more about the power of the handwritten notes and what a company like Simply Noted can do for nonprofits. Rick, thanks so much for joining us today. I'm so glad you're here.
2: Thanks so much for having me today, Lexi. I really appreciate it.
1: Well, I appreciate you hanging out with me. We had a lot of technical difficulties there at the beginning, so we're getting a pretty late start, but I'm so glad, Rick, you, for your patience. I'm grateful to you for hanging in with me and sticking this out, and I am really looking forward to our conversation today.
2: So am I, yeah, no worries, it was not a problem at all.
1: So before we got started, we were talking about you having your own personal experience with how helpful handwritten letters and cards can be. Can you share that story with us?
2: Yeah. So in a previous life, before starting my own business and becoming an entrepreneur, um, after I got done with the NFL, I got into corporate medical device sales and marketing. I worked for a company called Stryker, a um, pretty large medical company, and uh, had a lot of success there. You know, basically just applied everything that I did as an athlete work hard, grit, passion, perseverance, desire, you know, get up eight times after being knocked down seven times. But, you know, after about six or seven years, I was really looking for a way to differentiate myself and take my career to the next level what i ended up doing was you know using a, a an old technology it was a, a pen plotter at the time and i put together i don't know if this is on video but i put together about 500 handwritten notes with an old pen plotter and i got a list you know, off a listing service of clients in my territory that I did not work with. And I sent them out a handwritten note. What was really fascinating, you know, if you're in sales, you know, these doctors, they were calling me, you know, out of those 500 handwritten notes, I got 20 doctors to call me. And as a sales rep, that never happens. I was like, ecstatic. I was like, super excited, like, no way people want to talk to me versus me forcing my way to talk to them. Well, these doctors would call and say, hey, Rick, like, this is cool. Thanks for sending me a handwritten note. People don't do this anymore. This offer sounds good. Let's book a lunch and talk about it. And I was like, oh, super excited. So off those 28 responses, I had a $50,000 a month quota. I got about $280,000 in sales in about six weeks. My whole company was going absolutely nuts. My VP sales was just like, man, what are you doing? It's working. And what was working was just sending good old-fashioned handwritten notes. You know, 99% open rate. It's rare. No one's doing it. The mailboxes are empty. And really, perception is reality, right? I was really trying to connect with these doctors in a personal way, and it worked.
1: Yeah, that's really neat. So how did you take that experience and start Simply Noted?
2: Yeah, so... You know, it really goes way, way back. Both my parents were small business owners My I as a contractor. So I grew up basically being like, you know, his physical laborer, you know, on weekends, that was how I made some money, you know, pulling stuff up the ladder and down the ladder. He was a roofer. And then my mom was a medical biller, but that afforded them the life to be very flexible. They were really involved with us. So they went to like all our games. And what I've noticed was as I was becoming more successful in the corporate world, a lot of these executives were divorced and did not have families. And that was not a, a culture I wanted to fit into. I highly valued my family, but, um, after about six years in medical device sales, I, I wanted something more. I went back and did my MBA in 2017 at the University of Arizona Eller Business School. You know, it was about a year into my program and I was sitting in a marketing class and this marketing professor was talking about all the success rates in marketing and everything was super nominal. It was like super low single digit numbers, like 3%, 9%, 7%. And it was doing like cold calling, direct mail, email, all the normal stuff that people use, right? To market businesses. Now, at the end of this about three-hour-long lecture, because I took two three-hour-long classes once a week, (laughs) it was very long, this professor said, hey, guys, like you know what still works more than ever, if not better than ever, is a good old-fashioned handwritten note. It's rare. They get open 99% of the time. And I just thought that was an absolute no-brainer. But I had 400 clients (laughs) in my medical sales job. I was like, how am I going to sit down and write 400 handwritten notes? It's not possible. So I started researching, there was a company that was focusing, they were using hand-fed 3D printers to do thank you cards for weddings, which I thought was an absolute terrible niche. Because if you think about it, like if anybody's ever been married or planned a wedding, you know how stressful planning a wedding is and how... how often things change and you're basically getting one or two time clients. And then there was somebody really focusing on sending like thank you cards to like, you know, your neighbor, or your mom, or your sister. And I just thought it was just such a powerful business tool if we can figure it out. So, you know, fast forward about five years, we had last month, 380,000 users on our platform. We've invested about $850,000 into our own handwriting robots. We're the only company world that's truly built their own handwriting robot. There are some companies leveraging, you know, pen plotters or or like, you know, the auto pens from like the 80s and 90s. But um, in order to get the most realistic, genuine, high quality product, it was absolutely needed for us to build our own handwriting robots. So really excited about it. I'm um, really excited about, you know, what the future holds.
1: Yeah, I have so many questions for you. <laughs> I'm struggling a little bit with figuring out where to begin. I want to back up a little bit and a couple times you've noted the value of handwritten notes really lies in that connection and people looking for a connection. And also it really makes you stand out because people, as you said, don't send letters anymore. I can't actually remember. That's not true. Actually, every time I travel, I send my kids a postcard. So that was the last time I put something in the mail that was handwritten. Before that, I can't remember when the last time was. So I guess I want to stop and back up. Do you have any other thoughts about we know that handwritten notes are effective, but why?
2: Well, we we live in a digital era. So since the inception of the internet, I would say probably more like the late 90s, early 2000s, the last two decades, we've lived in this digital world. The average person receives more than 4,000 4, digital notifications a month. That's email, text messages, phone calls, push notifications. I mean, we're just completely swamped, overwhelmed, and inundated you know, with our phones. Like I will here's my phone. Look, it literally just went off. My phone literally just went off. I <laughs> want to take this and just chuck it because it's literally a nuisance. Look, it just I'm went receiving off again. Like I'm receiving
1: a phone call yeah. as we're having this conversation. Yeah. Thankfully it's on silent from my son's pediatrician. Yeah, I it's nauseating hearing you say it's that obnoxious. is
2: obnoxious. It is. It's and obnoxious.
1: And even thinking about that number is stressful.
2: It is. And you know what? And the problem is, is that There is no personal connection anymore in business. There's a study that was done by Harvard Business School that that shows that 80% of consumers or clients don't feel appreciated. They don't feel a personal connection to the business they're working with. They say one, at least one third of your clients will just try somebody else just because, like just reason, like they don't feel any loyalty to you. Yeah, I mean, and people are looking for ways, like they're craving personal connections, they're craving experiences because this digital noise that we're living in is just going to get worse. You know, now we're entering the AI era. I don't know if a lot of people are paying attention to this, but the world's going to change even faster than it did in the last 30 years. So I think what we're doing, you know, everybody's kind of zigging and going this way, we're zagging, you know, we're trying to get people to really pay attention to what really matters in business. Like if there were no relationships in business, your business would fail. Like at the end of the day, you have a different option for everything. There's different cars, different phones, different nonprofits, different handwriting companies. Literally there's an option, a competitor or a second option for everything out there. So at the end of the day, you got to have good product. You got to have good service. But the businesses that strive and survive and go the distance are the ones that build strong communities and loyal relationships. And that's what we're trying to do with our business is help people build like raving fans, super loyal clients and build these communities where like, you know, your clients want to lift you up and help you keep going forward. And the way you can do that is through relationships.
1: So I shared with you before we started talking that as a nonprofit professional in my head, I know that handwriting letters and cards is effective. And I also totally understand people don't have the time to do it. And so I get the drive for using robots. But as you know, in my personal life, when I receive mail that looks like it's handwritten, and it's usually that like the computer junk and it's spam stuff, people trying to buy my house or something like that but I feel like they're trying to trick me or something, you know, into opening their letter. And so I'm wondering when we're talking about mass producing these underneath that is the need to build a relationship and a connection with people. How can you do that when there's robots writing your letters?
2: Yeah, it's a great question. So the, you know, we work with a lot of like high ticket priced item companies or high like influential clients who have like really important relationships. So say like a nonprofit, like every, every donor is a, you know, but really important to you guys. And the last thing you want to do is send them like a fake, fake handwritten note um, because like, you want them to feel like it was a genuine personal outreach. And you know what, when I started this company back in 2007, well, really end of 2018, you know, we started with these little technologies and I thought they were going to be good enough. And we were getting the feedback (laughs) that, Hey, like we can see some patterns and I never wanted, like, I never thought I was going to have to, but we built our own handwriting robot. We're the only company that has done that to do exactly what, you were just talking about to make sure that they don't look computer written or robotically written these older technologies that you know people use they use outdated software, outdated handwriting engines, they're using third-party plugins, they're leveraging, you know, technologies that were built in the nineties, and they're trying to get them to work here in the, the 2020s. And it's just not possible. So, you know, our robot mechanically is 100 percent own design. The software, the handwriting engine, which probably is the most important part of our robot. It's like it, the handwriting engine is actually dries the machine It's 100 percent our design so there's no restrictions that go into the handwriting style so if you want unlimited variability we can do that we also have an algorithm that does glyph a glyph is a character within a handwriting style it's called glyph manipulation so it constantly varies every single time you write it so if you wrote Even if it was the same glyph a thousand times, the the AI would actually manipulate it so it would be slightly different. Pen pressure slightly varies. Kerning, which is the natural spacing between letters, constantly varies, ligature styles, left line jitter, line level warping. I mean, there is so much. And My background is in football and sales and marketing, and I started a software robotics and industrial automation company. And the only way we've been able to be successful at this is just... Doing what I was good at before is just obsessing about you know progress. That's what made me successful as an athlete. And we've done that here at Simply Noted. We've literally created our own pens because pens weren't good enough. We've created our own writing robots because the robots off the shelf weren't good enough. We've created our own software technology and handwriting engine because that wasn't good good enough. So I really think that's what separates Simply Noted from the competition. is our obsession for progress, our obsession for the technology and investing back into the technology where you know, some other platforms, they just get something off the shelf and they just dump it all in the sales and marketing. Like they just dump it all into PPC and like a sales staff. And it's like, that's not going to work long run because that product will not win in, in build, repeat clients. So yeah, I think we've uh, obsessed about this to make sure, you know, that when you get it, you're going to feel that warmth and connection that you're trying to create at scale.
1: So we don't, we don't actually share the video. So for those of you listening, my jaw dropped like three times while Rick was speaking, because I'd never occurred to me thinking about different pressures or, you know, the spacing between lines. Like, wow, I never even thought about any of that and used a lot of words I'd never heard of before either in um, <laughs> describing all of that. But, um, I can
2: talk about an hour for just the pen technology. Like we literally create our own pen inserts because if you're writing hundreds or thousands of these a day, like the pens that you buy at the store, they're not pressurized; they're just vacuum sealed, so they're not constantly pushing the ink down. So what happens when you write with a pen, right? Sometimes it streaks. Like that's not good. You know, we actually control the viscosity, which is the wettability of the ink. So like we control what ink goes in our cartridges. Like that creates a better smearing effect, which. Again, it's like something you get from a pen and not a printer. I'm telling you, like I have vivid dreams every single night about this process because I'm like so obsessed with it, and I'm just passionate about it. Like I'm here at you know sometimes eleven o'clock midnight on our really busy times just to help out. And I'm just like I look at our warehouse. And I'm just like this is so cool. Like our robots with our pens writing all the time. I think we're solving a real problem. I really do. I just I think. You know, people are just craving that connection and we're just a, a, a reliable, easy, efficient, you know, affordable way of doing it.
1: So can you personalize each card, you know, dear Mr. Whatever, thank you for your X dollar donation. And so it absolutely like each letters. OK, so do you have your own technology that does that or can can you like tap into Salesforce or something?
2: Yeah. So the way that we can either integrate and automate it, we use Zapier, which is like a no-code automation tool or an API, which is just an application programming interface, which a lot of our nonprofits who work with us, you know, what they'll do is like two or three cents a year, either like doing announcements or top of mind, a holiday a reminder for... Hey, like giving Tuesday or something like that, or end of the year, like you need tax write offs, that type of stuff. It's really, it's like if you just have a spreadsheet, that's what they'll send us, you know, a lot of them. And as long as it's in a spreadsheet, it's just like mail merge or variable data printing. It's like, hi, first name, you know, thank you for your X donation. What our technology does, it just goes and inserts that variable into the message. So it's hyper personalized. And you can, like hyper personalize it down to the every single word if you wanted to but it's really that simple i mean if you have a list of you know 100,000 you know donors you literally can send 100,000 completely personalized handwritten notes in like literally minutes like 2 or 3 minutes
1: so what kind of letters are you seeing nonprofits write like i'm thinking those those annual giving campaigns thank you letters do you see them using for other stuff
2: yeah, so you know, we, we, we have seen them use it for more of like fundraising purposes. We do work with a, a pretty large nonprofit. What they'll do is like they'll leverage just like the handwritten envelope with a real stamp and they'll put like a print piece inside just like help with cost. But it's just like that handwritten envelope, you know, it helps increase that open rate, you know, to 99%. And I will go to my grave with this and I have this conversation multiple times a year, you know, with larger clients like, oh, we can just do a print piece at like, you know, 35 cents or 60 cents. I'm like, it's 60 to 70% of that's going straight in the trash. Like... Literally, take that $100,000 project you're spending and give me 70 grand of it, and I'll put it into another project and send a third of that and get you a better response rate. It's changing people's minds. You know, you got to get them to think about engagement rate. Thanks for asking me for that $5,000 donation with this really cheap printed letter versus, hey, why don't we put something more personal in writing and tell them how much we appreciate them and how this $5,000 can help us or how we can help, you know, change someone's life like that story that connection is so much more powerful and I get it like I we're drinking our own kool aid over here you know I called our own champagne because I really do believe this product is, is is very special but it's like getting you to change your mind right it's like how are you connecting to this person a couple times a year how are you engaging them how are they perceiving you or perceiving your nonprofit or your business like put yourself in their shoes would you want to open this and get excited to respond? Are you going to remember this, right? What are you going to do to make it a memorable touch? And that's what we're doing is creating those memorable moments at scale.
1: I have uh, one slightly off topic question. The handwriting that is used, where does that come from? And could I like do my own, send you a copy of my own handwriting sample or something? Like, How do you make that look personal?
2: We have like a array of about 900 handwriting styles, but it really comes down to being like analysis paralysis. It's, like at some point you're just like gonna glaze over everything. So we we have about 30 options available on our website. We do have like people of interest or you know, people of like influence who have like online like personas, like if they're gonna be sharing this stuff online, they want their own handwriting converted. So what we do is basically send you like these like silly worksheets to fill out. It's like write out your alphabet, your numbers, your punctuation, write out these silly sentences, all these words. And there's really like a method to that madness because we're really trying to figure out what your own unique quality like handwriting characteristics are like for me like the way my T connects to, into an H in the is very personal to me so we would take that out find it like five or six times in your sentence pull it out program it so that ligature Styles program to you we even go down to like what does an e look like at the beginning of a word versus in the word versus at the end of the word because like think about it like at the end of a word on an e like that long tail is going to be longer at the end versus in the middle right it's like there's way too much technology that goes into sending a simple like 2 or 3 dollar handwritten note here. But I mean it was absolutely necessary because I wouldn't want to be caught sending a a non-genuine looking handwritten note and the only way to do that was to do all the all the engineering and development that we have done.
1: Absolutely. Well, it's it's interesting to think about the thought that has really gone behind that at every level that you shared with us from the the tail of your E to the ink that's going on the paper. It's just pretty phenomenal. And because your process, like you've put so much thought into it, as you're explaining it more and more to me, I'm like, wow, you know, this really is thoughtful. It's going to come off very personal. It feels realer to me.
2: Well, I mean, what we're obsessed with is being an extension of your business. And if we're doing our job correctly, no one will ever know you used a service. Um, And that's what I'm obsessed with because I mean, I'm very competitive. Like if you look at my background, like I just, I'm a very competitive person. I, I study what's out there. I see how I can improve it. And any competitor should, like you should, everybody should be cognizant of who else is in their space and what are they doing and how can you be better? And that's just what normal competition is. You study film, right? You study the industry, what's working. That's why you have trade shows. People go out there and say, hey, like show off new technologies, right? So what I've just been really good at is just being relentless, I guess. Like even like I know things that aren't going to be like in the pipeline for 12 months, we're still developing it now because like as you develop those technologies in the future, you have to be ready for it now. But it was just absolutely necessary. It just was. If you, if you're going to deal with like, you know, professional industries, um, there just wasn't anything out there that that could do it. So we had to do it.
1: Well, it's, it's pretty amazing. I'm impressed. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> well, Thank you. well um, I know because we got a late start that we are, um, we're racing the clock right now and I want to make sure we take a moment and do the off the map question. So you had shared with me earlier that you really like outdoor activities, camping, hiking, backpacking, any, anything really that gets you outside. So uh, my question for you is where is your favorite place you've gone camping?
2: You know what? Um, I would say it's, it's have a soup by down in the grand Canyon, but what I've really gotten into recently is just really throwing like all my stuff and like my seven day pack and just kind of walking out like into areas and just kind of forcing myself to, to challenge myself, I guess to set up a shelter (laughs) and make it for a day and, it, it, I don't know. It's just, I like being outside. It's quiet. You can get away from the phone, those 4,000 digital notifications that we're being swamped with and just breathe fresh air and get away from the all the craziness for a while. But yeah, I think that's just a, a good thing to do is to get out and recharge out in the wilderness every once in a while.
1: Do you take your family camping?
2: I do. So it's chall- more challenging now, but uh, my five-year-old is just absolutely obsessed <laughs> like with animals. So I do take uh, my kids. They love it.
1: Yeah, we have a seven-year-old and a four-year-old, and um, we used to camp a lot before kids, but got significantly more challenging. So we started in the last year camping again and try to go a handful of times each fall and each spring. But my husband has recently decided that it's time to start doing backcountry camping with them. Uh, So we haven't gone on our first backcountry trip yet. I'm going to admit if he's hearing this a little bit nervous about it, I don't think that would surprise (laughs) him. Um, But but I am looking forward to it because I I agree. It's really nice to get out. It's nice to reset, recharge, and not have all the distractions. Be able just to spend some quality time together and some quality time outside is a really big deal these days.
2: Those are trips you'll always remember and they'll always remember. I grew up going, like, camping at the beach with my my family all the time. And every every time, I mean, even though every trip was a little crazy and a little different, you know, we had a really old RV and if it would rain, it would leak everywhere or something wouldn't work. But it was always fun memories, you know. It's like, as a kid, you don't care. Like, you're, just, you're happy to be out there, and you know. So those are great trips that you'll never regret doing.
1: Yeah, that's so true. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thanks, Rick. I want to make sure that our listeners know how to find you. So friends, if you'd like to learn more about Simply Noted, you can do that on their website, simplynoted.com. And while you're there, you can also request a free handwriting sample kit. If you'd like to learn more about Rick, you can do that on his entrepreneur profile, which has a long URL. So I'll link to it in the show notes. And we'll also link to Rick's LinkedIn. I highly recommend checking it out. Not only are there pictures of finished cards and letters, but there's also videos of the robots, which I am going to admit I really enjoyed watching. So Rick, thanks so much again. I really appreciate you, again, your patience and you coming on the show today.
2: Absolutely. And I really do appreciate being here. It was an honor. So thank you so much.
1: Listeners, if you enjoyed today's episode, there's two more. I recommend the first is episode 217, Time to Change the Way You Fundraise and Raise More Money with Jack Silverstein. And the second is episode 260, Using Texts to Increase Your Fundraising Dollars with Larry Talley. While you're at it, take a moment and stop by our website. You can see these episodes or listen to these episodes along with all the others in our bank. You can Also, check out today's episode's show notes and access those links that we just discussed. And, of course, you can see what Dolph and I are up to, including any upcoming webinars. That is our show for the week. I hope you have gained some insight to help your nonprofit thrive. And I, of course, have to do the disclaimer. I am not an accountant or attorney, and neither I nor the Goldenberg Group provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. This material has been provided for informational purposes only and is not intended to provide and should not be relied on for tax, legal, or accounting advice. Always, always, always consult a qualified licensed professional about such matters.